0: And now, it's time for one of the top Realtors in the Triangle, Angie Cole and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. All right, Angie, I've got some great questions from our listeners to feature in the mailbag. If you want to submit a question, you can do that at acolerealty.com or check us out on social media. Uh, Stella is our first question asker from Durham and says, We were talking to our neighbor last night, and they're planning on selling in two to three months. We've also been planning to sell, but had been kind of dragging our feet. Do you think it would be crucial to list before them, or should we wait until after they sell and see what the price is that it goes for, or do we list at the same time as them? What's the best timing when you have another person in your neighborhood thinking of selling?
1: Yes, Della, that's uh, honestly a really, really good question. I don't think that there's a right or wrong way, um, other than I wouldn't list at the exact same time, just because that then would be a direct competition for you, and the buyer could almost cherry pick in the sense, and if the
0: neighbor's you're, you're, you're home you're is- You're doubling the supply, right?
1: Yeah, is superior, and in a way, of course, they're going to try to move forward with the neighbor's home, so um, I definitely wouldn't list at the same time, but I think it just depends on your timing and, you know, what's your goals as far as- you know moving out and closing date so um, right now the market is continuing to appreciate for the most part and so you know if you allow them to first list and then you list next probably would be your best bet if you have some time just because we are seeing that prices are continuing to go up so if I had to pick one I would say let your neighbor list and then you list
0: Helpful. Angie, thank you for that answer. And great question, Stella. Thanks for sending that one in to us. Um, good rule of thumb to follow there. All right, Dan has our next question. Dan is in Carrie and says, with the competitiveness of the market, I know people are making less concessions. But are you finding any issues right now with doing the rent back type setups to make the moving process easier? You want to explain what those are first, Angie? And, yeah. and then yeah, are we seeing those right now? Is, is that, are those still like allowable or like, okay to do?
1: Sure, sure. And um, I I guess it depends on, I'm assuming Dan would be a seller um, where he would want to do seller possession after closing. um, So that type of rent back, um, which has become very, very common. Um, I've seen in many listings where that's a requirement for an accepted offer is to allow the seller to rent back the home for 30 days or whatever it might be. So yes, that is still um, very accurate in regards to allowing that. Um, and buyers are just doing whatever they need to do to win a home. So if that means allowing the seller to rent back. And a lot of buyers are not even charging the seller. They're almost taken into account with you know what they're willing to pay for the home. Well, okay, you can rent the home for free from us um, and stay additional time even after closing if that's what it takes to win the wow. home.
0: That's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> goes yes. back to that, yeah, that competitiveness. That's helping out. It doesn't always like, been that way. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like one of those things, though, that, like, even if it was a buyer's market, like, Uh, That's more of just like a human thing, right? Like, hey, if
1: it was a buyer's market, that's not common. Um, that quickly changed uh, like overnight. So even last year, that wasn't as common. And you know, sellers would ask about it, and we would say, "Mm," like, if you get lucky, maybe a buyer will allow you to do that. But I wouldn't put that in as almost like a restriction or a prerequisite to even purchase your home, where. In today's market, you know, it's become almost a requirement. So it was more of a request
0: before where now it's becoming almost more of a demand.
1: Yeah, it it has. It has. And not, you know, every seller's not requiring that. But, you know, for the sellers that need it, we're finding that buyers are 100% working with them.
0: Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it just seems like it's not that difficult of a thing to help, you know, help help your seller out when you're trying to, you know, when the timing can work out and it helps them move out of the house easier and all those kinds of things. Like, it seems just like a good human thing to try and help out somebody with, but I understand people have different circumstances and sometimes it's just not, you know, feasible, but... You know, try to work together, folks. Let's let's do that. That that'd be good. I'm I'm being naive, aren't I, Angie? Let's all let's yeah. all get along. Let's all be there for right. each other. <laughs> right, right. Yep. It <laughs>
1: Not in better. this
0: market. No, you can't no, do it. No. Uh-uh. Uh, well, there you go, Dan. It sounds like at least uh, now you may be buying or selling. So when you're on your, the sell side, you'll be in pretty good shape with that rent back thing. But on the buy side, maybe you have a little bit less uh, less power to either resist yeah. it or give it. It sounds like very true. Angie, this one comes to us from Alice in Morrisville. Alice says, what's the current expectation for due diligence and earnest money?
1: Yeah, um, so really, Alice, is going to depend on, well, several factors, right? Are we the only offer? Is it multiple offers? What's the price point? Um, But I can tell you, we are seeing just extreme numbers. Um, We're seeing, you know... 15, 20, 30,000, we've recently sold a home that had $100,000 in due diligence. And so due diligence, honestly, is really going to help to make your offer competitive. So you might not even be the highest priced offer, but your significance, um, the due diligence significance can really come into play when a seller decides which offer to go forward with. Just because the more due diligence you give, that goes to show the seller you are not backing out of the contract. you are making it to closing because if you do back out your due diligence money's at risk immediately. So I mean, I would say on average, I would say twenty to twenty five thousand is what we're seeing for due diligence, wow. but again, sometimes it's way, way way higher than that,
0: gotcha. So if you're expecting to put down like you know two thousand or five thousand for due diligence these yeah. days, either you're shopping at a very low price point or it's just, or, or no, that's just not happening. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, not happening. Unfortunately. Okay,
0: gotcha, gotcha. Yep. So, are you seeing that even with like uh, townhomes or homes that are in the like two hundred to three hundred range?
1: Um, we are. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> because homes that are, you know, first of all, two, three hundred just don't even exist as much anymore. Right. But even, you know, really, the most competitive markets we're seeing are that three hundred price point, um, because there's a lot more buyers in that price point versus oh, you know gotcha. a higher price point and so they need to be more aggressive and so we are seeing where a $300,000 home could easily go 50 75 over um, and then they are putting significant due diligence money up front
0: so it's kind of like due diligence really went from really the purpose of due diligence is different these days right like the purpose used to be you're you're buying the time of the home being off the market to do your due diligence, like your inspections and that kind of thing. And yeah. that's why it sort of had this sort of like predetermined value of like, well, you know, wasn't it just a couple of years ago, we were saying it's like, oh, about 1% of the homes. Oh, value.
1: if even that, you know? Yeah, um, we were saying, that. you know, due diligence plus earnest money was like 1%. You know, this due diligence thing has, I mean, it really has gotten out of control. Yeah. Um, it's just become a I bargaining chip now. It's, yeah. And, and, you know, there's very few due diligence states, us, of course being one of them and I, I think it's not, I guess, playing out the way it was intended. Um so I, I wouldn't be surprised if in the future our contracts change mm. and we're no longer due diligence
0: state. So what what would that mean? What would that look like out of curiosity? Yeah, so
1: instead you give earnest money, but the earnest money is not at risk until after you do like your inspection. So almost like you have more of an inspection period um, and you don't have money at risk immediately. Even though those inspection periods are minimal, um, still it's not going in blindly, you know, and giving your money, it's at risk immediately. And then you do inspections only to find just major, major issues with the home.
0: That would really uh, that would really change things though, wouldn't it? With that, without that due diligence period, because you would be able to do inspections without any money at risk, other than the cost of the inspection, I suppose. But that would that would be a very different world to live in if the state yeah. ever changed that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it would, it would, you know, and then I, you know, think that the offers would really boil down to, you know, all right, who truly has the best price as far as being competitive, but it's also going, it would put more pressure on the sellers, you know, where they would need to, you know, probably negotiate repairs where in today's age here in our market locally, you know, negotiations have almost just gone out the door because seller says, well, I'm not fixing it. And if I don't, you can just walk. And I'll pocket your money. So it's it's gotten really tough, I would say, for buyers as far as the responsibility that they're taking on um, in current risk.
0: Yeah, it's a great point. Interesting. Well, that we'll see if that ever changes. Uh, I'm Not saying that there's any legislation in the works right now that would change that, but just interesting if uh, sometimes that contract language and those ideas uh, will you know get tweaked and adjusted over time. So yeah. Very yep. interesting. Alice, great question. You can call or text Angie with your questions, have a conversation about what you're looking for in your next home, or if you're looking to sell your home, uh, exactly what that might look like, the process, the marketing plan. Angie and her team will walk all that through with you. 919-538-6477 is your number to call or text. 919-538-6477. Last question of the week comes to us from Dean in Nightdale. Dean says, I know a lot of people are putting a lot of money down on homes sight unseen or high due diligence, which seems to make inspections almost meaningless. (laughs) So uh, Dean was ready for that question that just got asked by Alice, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He says, I'm uncomfortable with that, however. Um, How detailed can I get at least during a tour of a home? If I can't, you know, if I'm basically going to be committing to buy this home without really getting a home inspection, you know, how crazy can I go when I go look at it? Can I explore the crawl space, do some checks on electricity, heating, cooling systems, etc.? I have a bit of handyman experience and at least know some of the big things to look for.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely do your own due diligence before you go and make an offer. So just like you mentioned, Dean, you know, if you you know feel comfortable crawling in the crawl space, do it, you know, uh, run the water, you know, uh, make sure there's no leaks, you know, turn lights on and off, uh, maybe turn the heating and cooling on, you know, so really just lay your eyes on the property um, and really try to look up, look down, you know, take a look at the roof, you know, Of course, don't get on top of the roof, but from afar. And look at the ages of the major systems. Uh, I was going to ask you, can can you get on
0: top of the roof?
1: um i don't know how a seller would feel if they were okay. aware of that i mean that's just a huge liability yeah so i mean it still um, it, isn't
0: your home yet right so it's even not you're not your evaluating home. it i know, know if
1: i were your agent i wouldn't feel comfortable with it
0: you might you might need to ask in advance for that permission maybe? yeah
1: yeah okay. i just I, I wouldn't want any yeah any liabilities on my end <laughs> i wouldn't want someone slipping off a yeah. roof on my dime so yeah but i i would definitely do your own investigations as much as possible and really just you know kind of step Step back and step out of the the emotional part of buying a home and just, oh, I can put my couch here and, you know, this room can be designed this way um, and instead really look at the the bones of the home and and look at the quality.
0: Do you have, uh, you know how people when they buy a used car, if they've got a friend who's a mechanic or knows cars really well, they'll bring the friend along to help look at the car, check it out point things out that they may not be aware of. Do people ever do that during a home tour? Do they bring their, you know, a contractor that they may know well or, you know, some a handyman I, that they are friends with or that kind of thing? Not I'll as point common. Out. Okay.
1: Yeah, I would say not as common. I would say if they are looking to completely renovate the home and they want to get an estimated idea of cost or future expenses, I have seen that. But I would say just to bring along a contractor or inspector um, just for standard, you know, standardized showings, I, I would say that's as common.
0: You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website. Read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919 578